Talking sport with Louis Carpers. Pulling no punches. Telling it like it is. Louis Carpers is Talking Sport. Hello again and welcome to another edition of From the Locker Room to the Boardroom. And today we kind of like in between the locker room and the boardroom, between the betting rooms, the smoky betting rooms and the sports fields. Although I guess there's no more smoky betting rooms like there used to be. We're joined today by Ashwin Mayer, who runs Stats and Strats and... We've heard of Eddie the Eagle. Well, today we're speaking to Nomad the Panther. Ashwin, good morning. Welcome. How are you? We are all good, sir. It's Monday. It is the 27th of June. And we are all fired up and we are ready to go for the British tournament, Wimbledon 2022. So before we get into the nitty gritty, let's just start off stats and strats. I know what stats are. What are strats? Strats are, so when you get to a point where you want to take calculated risk when it comes to sports betting, you need to have a strategy behind your bet. So that is why it's important to have a strategy and the way that we get a strategy is we look at the statistics of any sport that is. So when I go back to the days that I used to sit with my late grandfather on what's quite pertinent as we speak now, the week leading up to the Durban July, and he used to say to me, young man, let's roll the balls. And we used to take pieces of paper, write all the numbers on it, and we rolled them out first. That's what we used to do. We used to go down. I used to go with him in his old Peugeot to the race course and put one pound or a rand on a horse. Those days are far gone, aren't they? Yes. So the modern world of betting, it is a vastly growing industry. It is international and there's no need for you to walk to the tote anymore. There is no need for you to sit, like you said, in smoky casinos because everything is on your phone and everything is available to you. All you need to do is put the bed through. And this happens pretty much 24-7 now. I mean, this doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. So if you are in Australia and you are in South Africa, you can follow fixtures in Australia, which will be very early in the morning. And as I was watching the UFC this uh, past weekend, I had to stay up from uh, 1 o'clock up until 6 o'clock in the morning just to catch that live feed. So... Yes, it's happening 24-7 and it doesn't stop. So Nomad the Punter, what exactly do you do? So what I do is I know that it takes a lot of time to work through statistics. Not only one sport, but I mean, you look at the, the sports world and there is more than approximately 20 plus types of sport that everyone enjoys and watches. You go from Formula One, you get baseball, you get basketball, which just ended now with the Golden State Warriors winning that series. And then you also get football, which is the most prominent one that everyone watches. You know about the UEFA Champions League. So it's happening across the board 24-7. And Stats and Strats is there to make sure that people that are working 8-5 to and they don't have time and the know-how to go through certain stats and have the experience of knowing how fixtures, the background of certain fixtures, the nitty-gritties, if you can call it that, Those are the things that we point out and we send out a couple of punts every day on my Instagram at Betway Insta. That then helps them to 
just get onto Instagram, get onto my page and be comfortable with this might be a sure pick because it has been researched. So we have very similar jobs, but in different industries. So I am a commentator. I analyze matches. I look forward to how games should go. But all of my stuff is based mostly on history of watching events, seeing how things happen. And yours obviously is very similar, except for the fact that people can win and or lose. So your statistics are based on pure statistics. Mine are based on things like uh, weather, uh, circumstances surrounding people, perhaps somebody's had COVID, etc., etc. It's not a fixed science, is it? It's never a fixed science, and that is why sports betting is so interesting and also why there is never a certain result. People always ask me, can you give me a sure bet? There is nothing like a sure bet, 100%. What there is, a calculated risk, calculated bet that you use the stats to make sure that you are pointed in the right direction when it comes to putting your money in the right place. It is an investment. It is risky. And stats and strats helps to make sure that that investment is not just thrown into the water, that there's at least some sort of calculated risk taken there. Coming back to what you said, mine is based on stats, yours is based on weather, but interrelated because at the end of the day, the weather also influences the results. And obviously everything is being played by human beings, not by computers. But I guess that also will determine why you would decide hypothetically that if Brazil were going to play a tiny little country in the middle of Africa in a World Cup match, yeah, for example, who every time they play Alton Liechtenstein lose by eight goals mm. to nil, you mm. would have Brazil at one to two on, for example, and Liechtenstein at 50 to one. Explain the one to two on and the 50 to one, how you get to those figures. So those we call odds and those odds are based on previous results and also expectation or what is expected based on previous results. So we all know example, Brazil is a very decorated, well-established, world-class international team. And then we have Liechtenstein. That is a very small country. They are not on the radar when it comes to football. And they are not as established as Brazil. So when you look at the odd makers, they will definitely favor, and we call it the favorite, and we call the one that is higher value, the underdog. So you get the favorite and the underdog, and that is to sort of the starting point of where you plot your prediction and your underdog. And then you can also not only bet on match results, but you can bet on, for example, Brazil to score more than four goals against Liechtenstein. So this is why I guess Leicester City were 5,000 to one to win the Premier League. The chances are it'll take another 5,000 years for them to win it. Yes. And that is why, for example, Manchester City, if there's any City fans out there, you will know that whenever they play every weekend, their odds is less than 1.3 to one because they are guaranteed to win. However, there were certain cases like in the past where they have lost against Norwich and also where they have lost against Crystal Palace and that it was one, one of the biggest upsets in the season. Let's move forward and let's talk about the World Cup in Qatar. So I guess always teams like Brazil will go into a tournament like that pretty high up 
with very low odds to win the World Cup. But now we're going to a completely different beast in Qatar. I did speak about the weather intentionally because, of course, we're Mm. going to a country where it's predominantly about 50 degrees in the shade. Everything can play against them. Now, would you look at an African country, for example, from, let's just say, West Africa, who play in similar conditions like that, how better would their odds be based on the venue that they're going to? That is an amazing observation. And not a lot of people look at that angle when you look at the heat and what type of country is adaptable to that heat. And that is where you get the edge from. And some people don't. They just look at the name, the franchise, Brazil, and they play that team. Not knowing that, or let's take a colder team, for example, Norway. Let's say for England, England, England. Let's take England, England. Okay, very cold in England, right? So if if South American player, for example, the new guy that plays for Liverpool, Luis Diaz, they said that if he plays in England, his fitness levels is at 150%, simply because he is used to running in conditions that is higher in temperature. So that is how a how temperature and climate can affect a player. Now, if you have one player that is affected in that way, and you can just as well take a whole team, for example, like Nigeria, and put them in Qatar, and they would thrive under those conditions because they are used to the heat. Whereas England, maybe not. So they go, they're going to have to do a bit more adapting. They're going to have to do a bit more. The pitches aren't the same. Yeah, playing surfaces, conditions, you know, things that they're used to on before. They're not going to be wet. They're not going to be rainy. They're not going to be muddy. Of course, all of that has to come into effect, surely. It's going to be lots of dust. And all that. So there's a lot of things that come into play. Coming to back to your question, the climate is extremely important and it does affect the way the players get the result. So how are you betting right now for the World Cup? I know it's a couple of months away, although time goes by so quickly right now. Tell us what the odds are for the World Cup and where would a good bet be? I mean, I've clearly given people a clue already. Go for a country that plays in hot, humid conditions. But be that as it may, let's see what you think. I think form is very important, first of all. So you need to look at the form of the team. We can see at the moment, uh, France actually is going through a dip. Other side, Austria is doing a very good job at being the underdog and getting results. So what I would be looking at is form. And at the moment, some of our top 10 teams in the world is Germany. Coming up, they have a new team. They have a new manager as well. Joachim Louvre has been retired. So there's a new uh, face and they have been undefeated in their last, I think, nine matches. I think Germany is a good pick. They haven't been performing well on the international stage in the last maybe two years. They have been developing. And it seems to me as if they've gotten the, the edge and they are now moving towards the, the optimizing of that team. And very, very they, they are getting the results that they need in the tough matches that they play. For the favorites and for the underdogs, I will be going with either Switzerland or Austria. Interesting. So somebody like a team like Qatar, sort of 51st ranked in the world, Saudi Arabia, 
29th ranked in the world. Those kind of sides, you you agree, have absolutely no chance, perhaps? I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at the Euro Competitions Confederations Cup, and I remember Greece winning a major yes. one time, and then also there was another time when Korea actually ended up uh, winning one of the major tournaments. So it's never a good thing to count them out, especially if they are close to home. If I'm looking at Middle East, the strongest team coming from the Middle East will be Saudi Arabia. And then after that, the Emirates. So that's, of course, coming up at the end of the year. Ashwin, it's been lovely chatting to you. I'm sure we will be able to talk to you again going forward. So that's it for another edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Just one thing, guys. Bet responsibly. Have a lovely day. Talking sport with Louis Carpers. Pulling no punches. Telling it like it is. Louis Carpus is Talking Sport.